Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. We're joined by Wrestling Royalty as David Crockett takes us month by month through Jim Crockett Promotions booking logs. David and Conrad dive into the towns, matches, and money of JCP in January 1985 on The Book. Uh, Charlotte is really the home of Jim Crockett promotions. Is it not? It is. Yes. It's the home. Uh, the thing is the Greensboro was always the home of Starcade. Any, yes. you know, that the, the bigger matches we would take to Greensboro. Main reason is over the whole area, we had more population and road systems going to Greensboro than we did Charlotte. We look back on the Turner years with the men who lived them. For the first time ever, JR, Eric, and Tony sit down with a couple of drinks and share stories like you've never heard before on the Ad Free Show's exclusive After Hours. Well, in 1905, I had a regular size growing up refrigerator. I was a grown up man. Uh, and I had a washer and a dryer. Shazam! And they were, they were moved from, by Turner from uh, Texas to Atlanta. They told me we're going to put them in storage while you stay at such and such hotel downtown. I don't remember which one it was. I stayed at the at Park kind of place. Chat one-on-one with the Podfather. An extension of the popular Ask Conrad Mailbag series, Conrad talks live with ad-free shows members, answering their questions about wrestling, mortgages, and everything in between. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. I feel the same way. You know, I've I've met a lot of great people through here and, um, you know, we all have something in common and and that's our love of wrestling and our inability to just, um, Mm. let it go. You know, we we all have this insatiable thirst and quest for more and we want to learn more and be more involved. And I think it's cool that we all really, for lack of a better word, share a passion like that. And as a result, Man, we can have a lot of fun together. Hey, that's just a small taste of what Ad-Free Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why Ad-Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to Oh, you didn't know. What is up, dog? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. I I got my uh, Marine Corps shirt on. What shirt Woo! do you have? What shirt do you have on? Oh, you didn't oh, know. Oh, oh, it's the you. Oh, you didn't know shirt. Available yeah, at boxofgimmicks.com. I don't even oh. know if it's on there. Oh, yeah. that's you got the Hebners made you that. I, think- I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, the twin one. Not even <laughs> Dave. Uh, not even Earl. Uh, not even the Earl, the one. twin one. Yeah, yeah, the twin one. Uh, not the real one. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, man. I love it. Looking I love good. It. How's life? How's the fam? I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, if life was getting any better, I'd probably have myself arrested or at least Baker Woo! Act. Yeah. Um, well, Baker Act is really just a 72-hour reprieval uh, to get your wits about yourself and unplug. Um, so let's not talk about it like it's always a bad thing. You know what I mean? Um, sure, I had been drinking and, and driving a... a heavy machinery but still <laughs> sir uh no it was uh, everything's going great man really is I, we talked about our baby goats and, and they're thriving and and, yeah. uh, and alive and and uh, man jumping around it's really cool to see all that and to what kind of be present and see my daughters and granddaughters and grandchildren see the baby goats and stuff so it's very cool uh part of my life and yes uh i also watch the weather i have a uh... <laughs> just in case i didn't make a uh, good enough you're case not in the about, weather channel about, stage about, life, about how old I am. Uh, you're not in the add. weather channel stage. So I do watch the weather channel in a uh, hotel room. Like if I'm going to fly tomorrow morning, oh, I will well, turn fine. it to, to, you know, and that, and I'm actually recently made a decision to just keep the rental car in Nashville and drive home. I texted you. Uh, we talked uh, yeah, because did. I heard you on the radio. And so I stopped there and texted you, hey, is this what you're on? You were like, yeah, but our show's over. And then so, you drove through a huge storm. <laughs> huge storm. Huge. The storm I was trying to avoid via, <clears throat> excuse me, South uh, Southwest Airlines, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah direct d- direct flight, by the way, Nashville to uh, to Pensacola. So thank it, you for it that, It started guys. pouring, and I went, I kind of want to text him to yeah. see how he is. Yeah. But then yeah. I'm that guy texting was, during a rainstorm. It, it was literally bad from Nashville <laughs> till about 100 miles out of my house. And, and I just drove. Oh, it was horrible. Um <laughs> And I and I had rented a, a you know the little Jeep uh, the little Jeep truck and not the little Jeep Compass or whatever but it's it's like a little Jeep it's like a, a square boxy yeah yeah the trail and so that's what I had rented and I just thought well I'll just I'll just drive home forgot forgetting that I had rented you know uh, the Austin Powers mini car and so <laughs> so I drove in that thing through the storm uh, all the way here when I got here to turn my car in too and I'll, I'll give a shout out to National uh, because they are a great rental car company and I love my rental cars from National but 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 uh, when I got there I got to Florida to Pensacola Florida and I got this car in Nashville Tennessee and they said we don't even show you having a car <laughs> And I said, well, I do. And here it is. And I, and they were like, well, sir, can you? And I said, sir's not going to do anything. Sir just filled it up with gas and brought it back to you. I said, I'm going to get in my, in my wife's car and we're leaving. And y'all figure it out. Like You we, were off it, the grid. Yeah. They said, you. we didn't even have any idea you that you had a, a vehicle. You could have took a if it would have been any nicer, I might have. Uh, and it's not, it's not that. Well, you're dogging div- out driving through a tornado. <laughs> it's not that it's not a ni- nice vehicle. It's not a nice vehicle for me uh, because I'm not only fat, but I'm tall as well. Uh, so, you know, it didn't make for a smooth ride uh, without the rain. It wouldn't have been comfortable. Well, look, dog, we've got a, uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we are going to dig into the night that, Got blown up recently between you and a member of the then WWE roster. But first, I want to hear hit a very hard-hitting question. I hate to put you on the spot, dog. Okay. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Hmm. Hmm. 
that numbers one duck game. the size of a horse. Yeah. Or a hundred. Hey, but so so look for real. Those ducks are are the geese are terrifying. I mean, they're, they're, mean. they're terrifying. Can yeah. you imagine one of those the size of a horse? No, I don't want to. No, because it's what terrifying. We're doing for this scenario. So I will kick those little horse ducks. <laughs> I will kick horse those duck. little horks all over the place. Those little dorses are going to be flying like dorses. Yeah, hucks like it's That's FIFA. Real. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the duck. I think the duck's going to have a big bill. I mean, if he's the Man. size of a horse. And that oh. imagine that bill hitting you in the head. No, no, you don't. The want size that. of that pecker, it's when that pecker hits you in the head, <laughs> you know you've been hit by one. You know what I'm saying? His shout his, out to my wife who's remembering our honeymoon now. His bill, but no, we're not. We're talking about duck. Well, duck, yeah, and you won't have to dodge the, the bill. At this fancy hotel, yeah. not anything gross duck, like duck goose. I, I'm with you. I think you take the, the tiny horses. You kick them baby horses. <laughs> you kick them hucks all over the park. I, I just, feel like we're on a football kick, field. Just right kick now. a hork. Oh. <laughs> mm. I tell you what, if who I made... Who hadn't kicked a hork, first of all? Right. First among us, who hadn't throw the oh, first yeah, stone? Yeah, easy stone throwers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easy glass house dwellers. Kick a hork. That's going to be fine. Who hasn't? And if you haven't, you ain't living. All you right, get up between the udders and the belly. 32 oh. belly option. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett will laugh at that part. <laughs> Clip that. Put it on social. Tag Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Love it. We are today on this week's Oh, You Didn't Know. We're going to mm. talk about Raw's 25th anniversary. First uh. off, dog. You're the head of creative for SmackDown at yep. this time. But what does this moment mean to everyone in the WWE that Raw has finally hit that 25-year benchmark? That's that's impressive as hell. So it it is, and it's when you're outside of that box, you can think about it and the gravity of the situation and kind of and kind of uh, let it resonate. But I think when you're inside the bubble and you're churning away. Uh, you don't, the, your, the, the gravity is lost on you sometimes. And so I think okay. that's for sure me personally, that's where I was because much look, work it's, stuff going it's, on. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, just because you're there g- d- doing, you know, Oh, you didn't know or whatever. I'm still thinking about what the main event on Friday is going to be. And we have to have a meeting on Wednesday with Vince about it and say, who, you know what I mean? And so right. it's, it's. <coughs> still got that. a lot on your plate going. Still, still got a lot from, Not from just my, sitting back from enjoying my standpoint. A night. Right. And so I think, my point by saying all this is I think people outside the WWE, I think it's a bigger deal to them than it is the people that are inside it because you're just inside working to continue to make it 25 more years. You know what I mean? And so you don't have time to stop and go, man, that was awesome because he'll, he'll will even remind you he being Vince, (laughs) excuse me. That was yesterday. You know what I mean? We got today to, we got today to deal with and tomorrow. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of, in four days, you'll be celebrating the 30th anniversary at Monday Night Raw wow. in Philadelphia. Uh, let's yeah. take yourself out of that for just a second, but just to look at it big picture-wise, yeah. how big a deal is this for you personally, dog? Well, so it's 
Look, it's really cool to me. I, I, they've asked me if I if I'm available. Uh, they have not asked or or suggested any creative or anything like that. But I'm sure. Look, whatever they suggest, I will do gladly, and I will do uh, to the best best of my ability, and I will try to make you laugh and probably no one else. And as long as you <laughs> laugh, I'm okay with that. Uh, that's been my whole career, and I'm not going to. We need a Fergal McDivitt shirt. I need I need a Fergal McDivitt shirt. Yeah, you you ain't lying. We need you know Dapper I mean? Dan something on Raw Thirty. <laughs> yeah, Dapper Dog. Um, uh, and so, look, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's I think it is awesome, and I, and I can appreciate this one a little more because of where I'm at in my head, in my what chapter of my life I'm in, and all that. I, I really, uh, it, it does mean a lot more to me now than it did five years ago. Um, and I, I, look, I do believe that was work, uh, work rate not in ring work rate, but my work rate outside was plugging away week after week to write SmackDown and to, to be at raw was almost a distraction for me personally. Like <laughs> I got, we got yeah. stuff to do, you know what I mean? And so I don't know, this just different perspectives. And my perspective this time is, is what I think the, the fans is kind of like, wow, what a, what a milestone, what an achievement 30 years on of weekly television. Incredible. Like is any I, look? I don't. Some know. shows I'm, don't make it the first. They get canceled this season. Uh, Thirty years. That would that would be my outlaw paranormal outlaw show. Like two seasons, two shows in, they're just like, you know what? What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> I mean, we've got it recorded, but we ain't even gonna put that out. There. We're we're not showing this to anybody, are we? <laughs> we we're not gonna count that. Uh, I love it. Uh, going back to Raw 25, uh, this show is from two different locations, the Barclays Center and the Manhattan Center, which was mm. the site of the original Raw tapings. Yep. How difficult is that to manage, dog? Well, it was very difficult from a logistical standpoint, from a production, uh, you know, looking at it from a production side of things. Hugely difficult, hugely difficult task. and and But that's what, you know, truth be told... You know, in the WWE, they go, hey, we want to do this. And people don't go like, oh, my God, that's going to be so hard. Let me first tell you the first problem. People go, okay, and then jump through incredible hoops to make it happen. You know what I mean? And so that's, it's kind of a great team to be a part of, and it makes you proud to be a part of that team. And so it's, it, it, but people don't go like, hey, that's going to be real difficult. They say yes, and then the difficult part is figuring out how to make it work. You know what I mean? And that's what, and, and so a lot of, a lot of learned a lot of uh, stuff, ethic, work ethics, and, and a lot of other stuff, uh, you know, working there. And that's, that's one of the things, it's one of the things I learned. Day of show. Did you have any other responsibilities besides on air talent? No, 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 no. And I was at that, of course I was at that, uh, that little venue <laughs> there. What's it, what was it called? The, uh, the, uh, fair, some, the Manhattan safest, center, the safest quiet arena. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the Manhattan <laughs> center. Um, and so, so that was cool for me. And I, and again, I didn't have any other responsibilities so I could just kind of chill and, and hang out and wait to do my part. Um, and it was cool. It was fun. It was great to be there. It was great to be with the other talent. It was great to be able to hang out with them and talk to them a little bit rather than, you know, I have to work when I see them at Mania or something. So it was cool to actually spend some time with them and get to be talent for a minute. So for me personally, it was huh, relaxing when I took the minute to relax. But, but you know, you're, you're always thinking about, okay, what's, you know, what, what are we going to do next? Since you brought it up, there's stars everywhere on that show. Is there anyone you hadn't seen in a long time you're excited to see? 
Um, just looking over the roster now, and uh, no, I've seen everybody like a time or two in there. Uh, yeah, especially Teddy Long and Godfather, and 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 uh, I see Ted DiBiase in there, and so yeah, no, these are people pretty much that I've I've seen a time or two. John and and uh, and Bradshaw, I was John and Bradshaw, John and and uh, and Farouk are back there, um, and so yeah, no, these are people that I worked with. And, and saw a couple times a year anyway. And so, yeah, it was, it was awesome. But, but for like kid, you know what I mean? Me and kid don't get to see each other a ton. He lives on the West yeah. coast. I live on the East coast. We just do different things every now and then our paths will cross and it's special every time. And so that was, that was one of the times where me and him would just sit in chairs in the locker room with nobody else around and just talk about whatever you know what I mean just talk about life but just just being with him is always really cool I've spent a lot of time with Billy lately a lot of time with Jeff a lot of time with Hunter you know some of these Sean some of these guys that are my I consider my friends but but kid I don't get to see kid a lot so when I see him it's special to me from the observer uh the show drew a sellout crowd of 13.5 to the Mm. Barclays Center and 800 to the Manhattan Center both selling out immediately. Fans of the Manhattan Center noted paying up to $835 for tickets mm. and getting four matches, two of which were just rushed cruiserweight matches between commercial breaks. They also got a dark segment with Miz and Seth Rollins. It's a pretty yeah. damn good uh, dark yeah, Good segment, dark segment, yeah. Uh, who both came in from Brooklyn while Brooklyn got nothing after the last segment. An angle with Lesnar, Strowman, and Kane to build up their Rumble match. The show was major rating success, blowing away anything in recent memory. The three rating with 4.497 million viewers, a higher than usual 1.63 viewers per home, were the best numbers for a show since April 28th, 2014, a show built around Evolution versus The Shield and featuring mm. a return of Ric Flair. Dog, you mentioned you were over at the Manhattan Center. Were you yeah. worried about being at the Manhattan Center and the long downtimes during things, considering the flipping back and forth on the um, segments, especially in the main event spot over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm, of course. Look, and, and, and do you... Again, do do you jump into something like yes, we can make this happen. Yes, we can we can do this, and then you run into problems the first time, and you go like, man, if we had to do that again, we'd do this different. You know what I mean? So yeah. so there were some things that we definitely learned and took away from that evening. But yeah, it was there was some downtime, but they were showing them stuff on a video screen. They were doing doing everything they could to try to make it make it uh, you know at least at least uh, able to sit through. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a tricky situation to to do it to begin with. So of course there were a couple of a couple of hiccups and people sitting there in that in that smaller venue was one of them. You know, the rating of the show does. Uh, do you think that's more nostalgia works or is it just promoting big events work? What do you think? Well, I think it's I, look. I think it's a bit of both. It feels good uh, to report that, but it also feels good to you personally, and you go, man. I've been watching this for 25 years. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a milestone for you personally too, if you're a wrestling fan. And so I think it's attractive. I think that is an attractive thing. It's not to say that all the storylines were smoking hot right then, but it, we did promote all the legends coming back and do it, doing all. So yeah, I think it was a, it was a big moment. I'm hoping we're going to have another big one here in uh, four days. I think is what you said. Yep. The two matches during the commercial breaks were Mustafa Ali pinning Lentz, 
Dorado, and yep. then Akira Tozawa and Hideo Itami. Yep. The now Kenta and Drew Gulak and Tony Nese were went two minutes before brawling to the back. The fans <sighs> moved heavily, according to the Observer, and 45 minutes later they came back out, and Tozawa <laughs> and Itami got the win. <laughs> Did you get a chance to see any of this? Yeah, I think that's great. I think they look. They got. They were just sort of fighting, and all of a sudden they ran out of time, and they go get out of the ring, fight back here right now, and they do that. And that's then in great. a little while they go, hey, what if we just fought back out there? And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> like great. When we go, when we get to a do we downtime, you guys fight back out there. That's amazing. It's, it's it was fun and lighthearted and fun. You know what I mean? Like, and so when you look at it from the inside, everybody wants to look at this industry from the inside. Half the things you enjoy are just inside jokes that get to be public jokes <laughs> or, or inside character ideas that become public. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. We had a good time that night. Uh, according to the observer, they, they booed. Um, were you surprised with the crowd reaction considering these are the hardcore of hardcore fans they're spending money on tickets but, in Manhattan. What's yeah. your thoughts about the crowd reaction? What do you remember? Them booing the uh, Gulak piece, or them yeah. booing everything? Yeah. So I look. I get what I get. What what they're reporting, and I get what they're saying. And you know, they 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 knew what was going on because they are hardcore fans, and so they they knew that they were. But they also knew they paid to get in there and sit there during through something special. And so you know, you take the good with the bad, and that was some. Uh, live television going on man yeah. three, three hours of live tv from two different places and and we're and it and it worked like holy crap how'd you do that i don't still don't know you know what i mean but we did and so rather than you know focusing on the fact that the people booed uh the 600 people booed that paid 800 dollars to get in um <laughs> <laughs> or, or vice versa i don't remember what it was uh you know, you, you just you just dwell on like what an what an impossible feat we pulled off. Um, let's talk about the let's get to it. Let's get to the show. Raw itself opened after CM Punk chants at the Barclays Center before the show went on the air with Shane and Stephanie McMahon out. Shane thanked every superstar who has stepped through the ropes to make Raw the success that it is. He thanked other unsung people like the employees, cameramen, and production people. They showed a nice video of Raw's greatest moments. Stephanie then introduced the person to thank for all of this, who had this vision of Raw and called out Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Let's pause right here, dog. When fans used to chant CM Punk at WWE shows, did anyone in the back care at all? No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay. Um, and and it, it is what it is. So, sometimes the boys do. Sometimes the guys are in there busting their tail, uh, and the fans want to hijack the show or whatever to, to to show their let their voice be heard. Mm -hmm. It's always very disrespectful for the same people they supposedly love. You know what I mean? So, and yeah. so, and so avidly support. Um, but. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but but no, no, you paid your money. John Cena said it best, and he said it many times in a promo. You say whatever you want to say, as long as it ain't illegal or against our code of conduct. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you paid your money. You come and you say whatever you want to say, and more power to you. Are you are you happy? Punk came back to AEW and blew himself out since the chance have stopped. Basically, there's a silver lining to everything a little bit. Yeah. Well, and look, the, the tr <laughs> truth be told, uh, I, I 
and, and this ain't a, this ain't a, I told you so, but it, it's coming out like one. And I apologize for that. I, I knew how this guy was from dealing with him personally, but it finally seems like other people have seen how he is too now. And it's like, Oh, okay. So he's not the second coming. He's just a man. And he's kind of an a-hole. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Um, fact of the matter. Fact mm-hmm. of the matter. There's your, uh, there's your sound bite, Dom. Boom! <laughs> Meltzer were going to say, I hate to say this because everyone gets old, but Vince has aged greatly of late. Mm. I don't know if he's injured or what the situation is, but he was much smaller as far as being a performer. He was the same Vince. Fans sang his entrance music. They gave him a plaque, which they claimed they raised money for from a GoFundMe. There must have been an inside joke since the plaque wasn't very expensive. <laughs> and Shane and Stephanie hardly need to use a GoFundMe to raise money. So it seemed like an inside joke regarding wrestlers who have done this and those type of campaigns. Vince saw it and said the plaque looked cheap, just like the people of Brooklyn, who then booed on cue. He made a remark about the plaque being something you get your in your teeth and you get in your veins from eating too many Nathan's hot dogs. People were chanting asshole at him when Steven, uh, Steve Austin came out. Uh, where did the, do you remember anything about the GoFundMe stuff? <laughs> no, no, but exactly what it sounds like. Uh, to me is somebody said, this is the plaque. Like literally somebody during the early in the day said, Oh my God, this is the plaque we got like, holy mackerel. And here come the jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that we think we can run with this. This plaque is cheap. Let's say with this, 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 you know, and then everybody chimes in and you pick the funniest joke to say, uh, well, or, or whatever, you know, ironically, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, whenever you're listening to this, uh, Vince's came back, but let's think about raw 25. Did you think Vince was slowing down back then? Well, I mean, he's talking about his appearance and look, he's an older man and time, yeah. uh, you know, to, to, we, we all do the job to father time. And so, so it was, I think he's getting older and I think his body is, you know, adapting to, to an old, to being an older gentleman. And I think that's just life. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't stop that. And so I, was he getting older? Yeah. I, I don't look, I don't know if he's getting slower because sometimes his genius stupefied me and sometimes I thought what he was saying was stupefied you know what I mean like it was sometimes I would be like holy but look many a time I thought holy crap I you couldn't be more wrong and then literally I get proven wrong five minutes later when I see (laughs) his idea what you know what I mean so it's I don't want to doubt his his genius because this is the guy who who brought us to 25 years and truth be told, got us to the 30 and, and made WrestleMania and all of this, all of this that we're talking about all of it back then. And all of it today is all his doings. And you can think what you will about him, but that's a fact. Let's go back to the observer. They say Austin who was 53 looked in great shape for his age. He got the biggest reaction of anyone on the show. Vince noted that mother nature has been kind of Austin, but not to him. And claimed he was old, living in a retirement home as a member of AARP. He has a heart murmur that won't go away, as well as arthritis. But he said that Shane was in his prime. Austin and Shane shook hands. 
But then Austin turned on Shane and gave him a stunner, which everyone popped for, even though Shane is usually a babyface. They did the beer bash thing with Vince. Vince got mad about beer getting on his suit and made the Vince mad face, but didn't say anything. Fans chanted one more time, and Vince said they wanted Austin to stun Shane again, and obviously the next stunner was for Vince. He gave Vince a careful stunner, which Vince took better than he usually did in the past when he was nearly yeah. 20 years younger. Austin ended the segment giving Shane another stunner. This was generally considered the highlight of the show. I mean, definitely better than the stunner Austin gave Vince at WrestleMania. Yeah, this is one yeah. of the things that's hard to follow, dog. It is hard to follow, but it's a big way to kick off the show, too. Yes. And, uh, and I guarantee you, Vince was hot about that second stunner to Shane. <laughs> I guarantee you. And I would have been too. Like that's a, you don't get no bigger than stunning Vince. Yeah. Don't feed that's back it. up for another one. That's all I'm saying. Uh Oscar and Mickey James and Bailey and Sasha Banks beat Nia Jax and Alicia Fox, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose mm. in twelve minutes and three seconds. They took two long commercial breaks during this match. Paige was at ringside. Banks beat Fox with a backstabber and bank statement. But the key part of the story was after the match when Oscar Turned on her teammates, first throwing James over the top rope. Oh. Then she hit Bailey with a spinning back fist and threw her over the top rope. Oh. And finally did a spinning back kick to Banks and threw her over the top. The idea was that Oscar was going to throw everyone out of the rumble and to establish her as the favorite for the match. Oh. Dog, how hard is it to build a rumble when this show is all about moments and memories is that a creative bond issue for someone yeah, like you it, it, trying to no, keep things moving yeah moving? it's not it's actually very helpful to be quite honest if oh, you okay. have because then look what you what you do is you go look we got all these extras let's take let's talk about our stories what stories do we have to tell to get to this pay-per-view what stories need to be represented what what business do we have to do then we can go okay how are we going to sprinkle in the the you know, the uh, Hall of Famers or the guest or whatever. So <clears throat> it's not, to me, it's very helpful, especially with a three-hour show, um, to have kind of the, the opportunity to drop in these little skits and these little backstage threads with the super old superstars and stuff. So, yeah, I didn't see it as a crutch at all. I thought it was a, it actually helped. I'm not going to go through everybody in that match, but just a couple of the ladies. Yep. Uh, first, how good is Asuka? Look, I think... Uh, as far as presentation, in-ring skills, dare I say promo skills, just because I love I love what she does and how she represents herself uh, via her her verbal skills, you know, yeah. I, I just love it, and and I think everybody else does too. I, I think probably should be the the she should be the Roman Reigns of of the women's wrestling right now and that's that's just a fact and i think that's not a fact i'm sorry it's just my opinion um and, but i think even and i know the big argument is well she can't cut a promo well you know domestically i i, I think we're past that as a as a culture as a society um i think it's totally okay if she spoke in, in her native tongue and we subtitled it i think it would be uh totally fine how we do it now where she just goes off and you don't know what she's saying but you know she's saying something that ain't right. nice to you you know what i mean and so i don't know i think she, well, her work and and her grasp mentally of the the uh, you know just putting together of a match and keeping her character strong in this in the in the match yet being selfless and, and selling for everybody, 
probably the best female wrestler in the world. And I, and, and look, I know, you know, people will, will, will doubt that. I always say Zoe Stark is one of the best female wrestlers I've ever seen. And I firmly believe that, but I, I believe it's more from an athletic standpoint and her in-ring, uh, her in-ring work supersedes who she is. Uh, and I think Asuka's in-ring work matches who she is. And so it just makes her that, you know, uh, magnanimous star is what I was looking for. Yeah, she, she's incredible. Asuka's incredible. While we're here, uh, one other person I just want to bring up just because I'm a, such a personal big fan. Yeah. I have no idea your relationship or anything about him, but uh, just your thoughts on Mickey James at this point. I've always been a big fan of her. Yeah. Such a pro's pro. Yeah. You know what you're going to get when she gets out there. She's going to handle her business. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She's going to handle I, her side of it. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and I... I love Mickey James. I, you know, we always made jokes about the James gang, but, but the truth be told, I, I love her from a, from a human standpoint. I loved her when she came back to SmackDown, uh, during, during my tenure there. And so that was not by accident, you know? And so, so it was, it was really cool, uh, to be able to work with her, uh, on a, on a grander scale. Cause I just knew her from, from TNA a little bit. So then I, then I kind of, uh, got to brush elbows with her again in WWE. And that was cool for me. I, I understand she wasn't too happy about the way things ended, but, but as far as, <laughs> as far as me and her and our relationship always been super good, always really, uh, exciting and rewarding to be able to use her creatively, you know? Uh, continuing from the observer, Kurt Angle's backstage with referee Dan Engler. Angle noted that Lesnar, Strowman, and Kane would all be in the ring together later in the show, oh. and he couldn't afford another incident. That begged the question of why he was putting them all in the <laughs> ring together. <laughs> At this point, Jonathan Coachman showed up, followed by Harvey Whippleman, Brooklyn Brawler, Teddy Long, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard, his brother Love, in full costume, who got a very big pop, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And it ended up with Boogeyman, who seemed to be in very good shape for someone who's 53 years old at the yeah. time, in costume, eating and drooling worms. Yep. Dog, it's crazy to look back and think, but this is the night the wheels started in motion for Bruce Pritchard to return to the company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, I would imagine. And look, it's very important when you come in to do a spot like that, um, not very important, but I think it's I think it's important personally, uh, from a personally, but yet from a professional standpoint, to get in front of people that you want to work with in the future and look them in the eye and say, "Hey, man, I'd love to come back here. I'd love to," you know what I mean? So it was a, a cool opportunity for him, I would imagine. And yeah, it was the start of a of a great relationship, you know that that has been ongoing uh, and was just off at the time, you know what I mean? So so it's just he's back home. That's all. He's back home. There we go. Yep. Uh, next, they went to the Manhattan Center with Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Ross and Lawler opened the show for a few seconds, but this was the first part of the show there. Howard Finkel, never shown on camera, camera introduced Undertaker. Undertaker, who was 52, looked in good shape considering yep. all of his injuries. The Manhattan Center segments had a siren playing like the original Ross in the 93 era, and to make it look like 93, they even had the Ico Pro banner, which was a bodybuilding supplement that Vince McMahon was pushing in that era when he was trying to take over the bodybuilding world with the WBF. Did you ever take any Ico Pro dog? I, I sure did. I sure did, and I sure, yeah, I sure did. did. I sure did have Ico Pro uh, T-shirt too. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> it did. It did. It was a. It was a nice little touch for that scene. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just a perfect little touch there. By the way, how good is it while we're here? 
Uh, how good is it to hear Finkel's voice doing these types of things? Oh, man. Just, it, I, it I'm just imagining you, you miss him more than anything. Yeah, it just takes you back to, to, to I mean, his voice was synonymous with everything. And also, he, I think he came up with the term WrestleMania. So, so um, I, I'm not sure if that's a fact. I may be lying. And if I am, get over it. Uh, <laughs> but if I'm not... Suck it. So um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I am or not. Uh, but but I'm hoping Dom or somebody will. I do believe yes. that is factual. Thank yeah. you, sir. Um, so so yeah. I always love to hear him. He was the guy. He was the voice of WWF, WWWF, WWE. W. You know what I mean? Like he was the guy. It was his voice. And so yeah, it was good to good good to hear the Fink. Did you hang with him any? Did you try? Yeah, with yeah, him yeah. Any? I don't know if any you remember this. Fink I had stories? matches with Finkel. Like I had a match with Finkel, like a dog really? collar or something. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but like he was in a sweats, like a gray sweatsuit or something. And <laughs> like I don't know. I don't remember. We'll have to we'll have to do some research on that. But yeah, I had a match with Fink one time. Fink was a good guy, man. When he, when I started working at the office, um, he would come down and talk to me and sit in my office and talk for a while. He had his own office, but he would come and. and it was just a good time because he's just a good guy, uh, but also was around a lot of incredible people and had some great stories. Undertaker, by the way, regardless of age, he's just got that presence wherever yeah, he's, he's at, cool. whenever he's at. He's cool hand Luke, man. We always we always said it. He's cool hand Luke. He was the guy that that just uh, he just emanated confidence and, and I don't even know if that's a right word. Uh, but he just, he, he just, yeah, sounded right. Uh, yeah. he just has confidence and he exudes it and he exudes, uh, I don't know, man, coolness, calm and coolness. And look at, he may have us all feel, uh, fooled and be, you know, going crazy inside his own head, but man, he was so cool about everything and everything was thought out and tempered and, I, I don't know. It was just cool hand Luke is what we called him. And it just made perfect sense to me. So yeah, he's still, no matter how old he is, he's still cool hand Luke to me. Uh, they say undertaker who was not wearing the MMA gloves or hat when he left the ring in last year's WrestleMania in Orlando did the tease of retirement without really saying anything mm. dog. When you look back at then at the raw 25 at that point in time, did you think taker was done? No, um, I, okay. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was going to come back and do some manias and stuff. I just figured, yeah. um, you know, and I didn't know what they would be, but I figured he's always going to, he's a guy that's going to be around until he can't be around anymore. And and that's good for everybody. You know what I mean? It ain't like no people are going like, oh, take her. Well, I don't know if you're somebody, if you're a talent and you're going, take her, took my spot, then I want to punch you in the throat. So, uh, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I fought Finkel on Raw of 99. Um, so we can look that up and maybe, uh, Did he probably, beat, he probably, over? no, he probably beat me. I don't even know what happened. You're undefeated against, against Billy Gunn. We need yeah. you to be undefeated <laughs> yeah. against Finkel too. No, this is what Finkel we pro I probably did the job for the Fink. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I got no, I got no pride anymore. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Wait a minute. Dog, I'm just yes. getting breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Did you know this? What? 
Manscaped now sells beard products. I did what? not know that. Yeah. Why are, are you once telling me? Again, revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Look, me and you, bearded gentlemen, my friend. BHPK. Okay. Uh, they've got the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology oh, yeah. behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drape smash your carpet <laughs> by going to Manscaped.com and using the code DOGG for D-O-G-G. 20% off and free shipping. Look. Hey. I can't wait to get a hold of this. I mean, the stuff is everything they've made is is quality, and I always bring up the military grade because it does. It all feels like it's compact. It's all in that bag. I could I could pack up and leave after we attack a village or something, uh, and and be kempt all while doing it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I use that word. Oh, look! If you're watching us on YouTube, you know. Me and Beard, me and Dog both got the beard, and mine needs all the help it can get. Yep, and I so I'm excited. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 positions of precision. 20 positions. That's like the Kama Sutra of beard <laughs> trimmers. <laughs> I was going to go with Jericho and his... The man of honor and one moves or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, you I went Kama Sutra, and I like that. Yeah. I All would, with one yeah. guard. No more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. <laughs> That's right. Face grooming doesn't need to be hard. You get 20 different lengths yeah. in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, dog. So you can shave in the shower to if avoid all to. the hair in the sink. That way you can do it right there in the shower. And if they follow this show, they know you've spent many nights in a hotel that was knee deep in water. Yeah. You can sit there and trim your beard Get while no I sit in the water and someone else is sick. Uh, the blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro mm. Kit doesn't end there. They've created four dermatologist tested formulations for your post trim care. First, there's post-trim the beard care. shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kid has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, and replace natural oils and promote beard health. Next, the kid has Manscaped's beard oil. Do you use beard oil, dog? You know what? I do not, but every time I get a haircut, they put beard oil in there, and I See? always love it after that. So an- maybe this is my chance. Yep. to get some beard oil for myself. It's an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No oh, one wants a mane. guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath mm-hmm. while adding a little shimmer and shine to make you look extra fine. Make, make you look fine. That's that you know what? That's dog, what I need. Son. Because that's what I I put the, uh, what's it called? The dandruff shampoo on my head uh, head and shoulders <laughs> head and shoulders and so then i just put head and shoulders on my beard no. too now what i understand is i'm making it old and decrepit and, and brittle yeah you gotta be dapper dog uh, if Top you want to be dapper off. dog yeah capped off the kit with the beard up. balm yeah. oh. a pomade 
that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. This well, is look, really going to... I'm a Dapper Dan man myself. See? But I tell you what I will do. I will try some Manscaped beard balm and a heartbeat. In two seconds, you'll be looking like Dapper Dog. The Pro Beard Ooh. Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, a comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Let's tell them how they can get it, dog. 20% yep. off and free shipping with the code... D-O-G-G. At manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code D-O-G-G, dog. Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 links. And we thank Manscaped for sponsoring this week's episode of Oh, You Didn't Know? I think Manscaped. I thank them for a lot more than sponsoring this show. I tell Making you that much. Good? Hey. Huh? It was, a mess. Look good. it was a mess. <laughs> I've tamed you, like, son. Imagine, and I've used this before, but imagine dropping a glazed ham in a barber shop. <laughs> just a just a mess. <laughs> Bring See, a broom. I got the beard now, but when yeah. I start, I got to keep it this length. If not, it looks like I just passed out in the sand. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I woke up and was like, hey, what's going on? Like a cat could lick it off. It's not yeah, very tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so on I need all good. these products, man. Yeah. If a cat licks it off. We're go- <laughs> <laughs> what are we right. talking about? Let's get back to wrestling. Next was the first of many backstage card game segments. JBL and Ron Simmons were there in their APA garb playing oh. with Heath Slater and Rhino when Ted DiBiase showed up and threw down a ton of cash to get into the game. Dog. <laughs> How are you it. not part of the card game? Because I was at the other building. Uh, <laughs> I think anyway, I, th- I think the other guys were at the other building. Um, but yeah, that was, I guarantee you, they had a blast shooting that. Um, every segment was probably really fun to do. Um, and I would have loved to have been a part of that. That's for sure. Next, they introduced a series of former Raw General Managers with John Laronitis in a wild, nearly orange suit, William Regal, Eric Bischoff, and then they brought out Daniel Bryan as the GM of SmackDown so everyone would chant yes. Who was your favorite GM in their role, dog? Um, I'd probably Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? Like, I never loved the, the GM thing, but I did think it, and of course I was writing it at the time, but I, it was interesting to me, the dynamic between him and Shane, and and yeah. uh, and, and, it, and there's questions of is Shane, he's the kid's He's the the owner's kid. Is he really is he really going to let this other guy tell him what to do? And I just thought it was an interesting dynamic in their uh, relationship. And so that's why. I, and of course, I was a writer of that show. Game of Thrones style. So, yeah, about yeah, it was cool. Episodes. I thought it was cool. And, and if and if you uh, you know in the Game of Thrones you win or you die, and that's <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's always cool about uh, when you get into those characters and that dichotomy of the power power struggle. The Miz pinned Roman Reigns in 13 minutes, 36 seconds to win the IC title. Reigns was booed heavily. Reigns took out Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, who were interfering. At one point, Reigns gave them both uh, gave both of them the drive-by, and Miz undid the padding off of one of the turnbuckles. The ref eventually threw Dallas and Axel out. Reigns kicked out of the skull-crutching finale, but Reigns went for a spear, and Miz moved, and he ran headfirst into oh. the exposed metal. And Miz pinned him at the Barclays yep. Center. 
heavily cheered the title change. It's insane now, dog, to think yeah. that Miz pinned Roman on the biggest <laughs> Raw of the year, basically, to win yeah. the IC title. Yeah, and, yeah, for the IC title. So, yeah. And that, that's that's what I want people uh, to, to realize and, and maintain perspective of. Man, you fast forward a year from now, Crazy. and things are totally different, and it's okay. Like, it's not going to, yeah. the world's not going to come to an end. Like, we're good. Uh, but it's just funny to see that. Like, you, you brought the, even when you, sh- the, the graphic popped up, I thought, oh, wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even remember that. Um, but there you have it. And, and, and the same Brooklyn, the same Brooklyn that booed him then would stand up and hold one finger in the air as yeah. high as they could right now. Every single person. And it's, and it's it just shows the hypocrisy of all human beings. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does. We're all we're all yeah. We're all hypocrites. Yep. You go like, oh, this guy sucks. Really? <laughs> Five years later, he's the best thing ever. So I don't know what to tell you. You know. Uh, Christian was in the ring for a peep show segment. He noted that Edge hmm. wasn't there. He had a prior commitment. He called out Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Christian talked about how he was a nine-time tag team champion but that Rollins and Jordan won the titles for the first time they ever teamed up. The fans hated Jordan. He was booed every time he opened his mouth, and you could tell it was scripted with that in mind, the way he would hesitate and wait for the boos. Jordan thanked his father, Kurt, for assembling such a great collection of talent on the show. He told the fans to give Kurt a round of applause, and almost nobody did. Sheamus and Cesaro came out. They ran down Angle and Jordan, and Jordan attacked them both. Rollins hit a a tope on Sheamus. Rollins then went for a springboard knee onto the ring on Cesaro, who moved, and Rollins laid out Jordan. So this was the tease for them not getting along going into the Rumble match. Dog, we've hinted about it before. How good was Jason Jordan? He's just someone who could have been on top at some point. The injuries didn't derail him. He's still, yeah, he's still the same guy. He still has a ton of talent. Uh, a ton of uh, leadership uh, traits and, and still has a job with the WWE and does a damn fine job at it. Um, and so I'm glad, glad to know him, glad to, uh, to, to know, to call him my friend. Um, but he was also a, another guy that's so transformed into being a, a, a really good, smooth wrestler uh, from the shoot game. You know what I mean? From the, from the shoot wrestling game. So I don't know nothing but nothing but uh, praise for for Jason Jordan coming from me. You know, what do you think of the the storyline though of Jason being Kurt Angle's son? I, I actually thought story? it would. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it worked, and I thought it. Um, I'm not really sure how it played out. Again, I was writing SmackDown, so I don't really sure what happened on Raw a lot. But uh, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought if we could play it like it was like it was real, it might be. You know what I mean? I don't know. I yeah. thought it was interesting. Uh, Charlie Caruso interviewed Alexa Bliss. Charlotte Flair showed up with Bliss in a wrestling outfit and boots, even though she didn't wrestle on the show. And Charlotte in heels. The visual was completely ridiculous, says the Observer. It made Bliss look like a physical joke next to her. The segment was designed for the Ric Flair cameo. All things considered, Rick looked great, which was noted to me by people who saw him at Starcade November. He's been allowed to train again, and he's been jonesing badly about not being allowed to lift any weights for a long time after all of his health issues. It's funny now to look back on all that. But yeah. 
four years later, Rick was back to having his last match, but the difference <laughs> in Bliss and Charlotte, how difficult is that to shoot with, you know, there, there's, is it something that's highlighted on purpose or is that well, just something it, you're dealing with? I mean, it just, I think it's just something you have to deal with. If one's in street clothes and one's not like, it's just, okay, I'm sorry. And, and also one's five, five and one's five, 10. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, it's already bad. It's like, uh, did you get that calendar I sent you? Somebody decided to put high heels on a giraffe as if the giraffe wasn't tall enough. Um, but it makes me, it makes me think of that. <laughs> uh, but, but it's like, yeah, one of them showed up in street clothes. It just happened to be the taller girl. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, yeah, I don't think it was, I don't think it was by design, but I think stuff like that is obvious. Yeah. I, uh, it you just know, happens sometimes, sometimes the sometimes the uh, the reporters at the Observer, Captain Obvious, like yeah, yeah, one person was tall and the other person was short. <laughs> Thank you for that. We knew dynamite, that when they were in the room for that, together for that dynamite drop in. <laughs> yeah, uh, back in the Manhattan Center, Bray Wyatt pinned Matt Hardy in five minutes forty eight oh. seconds, clean with Sister Abigail. This was the first match from the building on television. Jerry Lawler, whether saying this because he doesn't pay attention to the product or just said something or because he was instructed to, there's a storyline reason, brought up the idea of Sister Abigail being a real person and being introduced. It has mm -hmm. been talked about and dropped more than once. Most of the match was during a commercial break. Yep. In a sense, Matt lost way too easy, but they did the same thing with Finn Balor program at first, so it's too early to say it's a sign, but thus far... Woken Matt is hardly anywhere close to the TNA version. Dog, yeah. good good pause here. Did you see the Woken Matt Hardy while he was in TNA? And if so, what did you think of it? I, I did, and I didn't know what to think of it. And and, oh. and to, to this day, and I'm not, I'm not a hater. I love Matt and Jeff, and that's the truth. I, I, I don't know. I still don't know what to think of it. I don't know what it. Maybe I didn't see the incarnation of it, or maybe I didn't understand where it's it came from or how it started. But it's I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't get it then, and I don't get it now. Maybe you that's can explain it to me, and I'll and I'll go like, oh crap, that's awesome. I don't know if I'd explain it. I just know <laughs> when I watched it, I love every second of it personally. I okay, like so so one thing I did love was the big match they did, yeah. and they did it out on his property and had you know incredible Roman candles and all that crap. Like what I loved about it was it set up some really fun stuff for us to do at NXT with Borash down there because look, Borash is the is the uh, is the beauty behind a lot of that stuff. Um, so we got an opportunity at NXT to do some stuff like that too. Um, but they were the the predecessors, you know what I mean? They did it first. And so I did I did appreciate and, and enjoy a lot of that. At the time, was this a misstep in beating Matt with the, with his gimmick or was Bray just too valuable? Well, I don't – look, I don't know where we were at right now, right then with Bray and Matt. And, like, we had yeah. been all over the place and we were gung-ho at one point. The next minute, we're not doing anything with them. The next minute, we got to split them apart. The next minute, we got to put them together. Like, it was just all over the place with them. So, I kind of feel like we didn't set them up for success that, that much. But I do feel like it was because a lot of people didn't understand uh, the, the character. And, and so, it's – what are we, what, what is it? What do we do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's going on? And, and, and I don't know. I don't know. So, so it was, 
sometimes it was it was full steam ahead and sometimes it was like what are we doing guys <laughs> you know and so so uh i don't know i, I would, look we were we were smart enough to take it and know hey so there's something here because it's, it's buzz. Yeah, because it's it's hot right now. Yeah. So let's do this. And the fact that we got to do it was a huge victory to us. So, 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 uh, I, I, you know, I, I, but even though I was saying uh, we should do it, I didn't get it or, and I didn't think I needed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if, uh, if people are getting it, let, let's do it and give it it's to them. Matters, see, yeah. yeah, let's see what happens. And I don't think we ever fully committed to giving it to them. They went back to the Barclays Center to introduce the women, including the Bella Twins, Nikki in her ring outfit, Bree not in her ring outfit, Maurice, Kelly Kelly, Lillian Garcia, Jackie Moore, who got a surprisingly big pop, Tori mm-hmm. Wilson, Michelle McCool, Terry Runnels, Maria Canellis, and Trish Status was introduced last for the biggest pop. Both Maurice and Canellis were showing, and they noted on air that both were pregnant. Wilson who was 42, looked amazing. Moore is 54 and also looked in great shape. Dog, did you get a chance to see any of these women in person? Got any good stories about any of them? I did not. Well, of course, you know, I, I gigged uh, Miss Texas in her in her first in her first uh, blood match in, in Memphis, um, but but no, I, I I don't have any any interesting stories. I didn't see them that day. Um, of course, I saw them all throughout the years. But honestly, Miss Texas uh, Jackie was probably the one I spent the most time with uh, individually, just because of making towns in Memphis and stuff with her uh, in the car. Had an interesting uh, trip from Louisville to Memphis with her. That's six hours uh, in the snow on acid. Um, so. That oh. was an interesting, yeah. That was an interesting drive. I saw <laughs> the devil come at me and hit oh, the windshield and sure. pulled over. And she said, "I'm not driving, Jesse. You drive." And she was calling me Jesse, Jesse James Armstrong. I'm not driving, Jesse. <laughs> I said, "Well, I can't drive either, Jackie. So we're just gonna sit here. We just sat there for like two hours on the side of the road." <laughs> well, look, Doug if Gilbert the had some. Coming in, shut it down and hey, it out, shut her down. You know? Yeah, shut that when the devil comes in and you <laughs> yeah. can't. You got to shut her down to get behind I, me, yeah, Satan. Jesus, take the wheel, son. That's what it's all about. Hey, Doug Gilbert had some red hots. You know what red hots are? Remember them red hots? The old yeah, candy. It was just a little candy. red candy. It looked like red hots. So he had them in his hand, and so I grabbed three of them and threw them in my mouth, and he said, those were acid. <laughs> Oh, it was no. back in the day where it was like, okay, so what? So it's happening. <laughs> uh, but then I had to drive uh, six hours in the snow, and that was a bad idea. By the um, way, but, look, drugs I'm are bad. Accidentally <laughs> taking drugs are even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. that was my fault. Um, and he gave me like six more that I put in my pocket for the next day. Oh, yeah. Uh, but- <laughs> I was not this. I mean, give me six for the road, but yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, and then so literally an hour down the road, we were on the side of the road just what arguing happened? about. Just I just couldn't got your drive wits it. about you. Took could, off? Oh, you know, yeah. Eventually, I just said like, we got to go. We got to. <laughs> we have to be in Memphis tomorrow. But but the good thought was, I'm not going to sleep anytime soon, and I got all day to get there. <laughs> No, uh, we went 40 miles an hour for six hours. Jesus took the wheel. <laughs> take it from my hair. I would say anyone take the wheel at this point. <laughs>
Um, Elias was backstage. But Jesus and Jackie wouldn't, wouldn't, no. uh, wouldn't uh, offer it. <laughs> I love it. She's trying to get you to drive. You're like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not the person there. Uh, Elias was backstage with Chris Jericho. Jericho agreed to do the show at 120, even though he'd been advertised all week. When he appeared on the screen backstage, he got a huge pop. Austin and Undertaker were clearly the stars, but he may have been number three. He was wearing yeah. his Alpha Club shirt, and he owns that name and shirt, not WWE. So it was great product placement for him. He wanted to sing a song, but Elias wouldn't let him use his guitar. Jericho then had his own guitar and sang a song that finished with Elias making the list. Dog. <laughs> Jericho had already appeared as a one-time only gimmick for New Japan at this point. Yeah. You know if it was a point of contention between him and Vince? I don't I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. you. Never I, hear I, anything. I can't imagine it because if it was a point of contention, I don't know that it would have happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that he would have been on the show or I don't know that he... You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know how that would have progressed if it... if people had have been hot at each other about things. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't think he did. But again, I, I that's above my pay grade. And truth you, be told, out of my realm of giving F. Were you, were you surprised that he was there? Or was, did it make uh, no, sense? No, no, not at all. It make, to me, it makes sense. Like it, to, to, to me, just like it, it, the, we wanted to get Billy at the thing. We just did. You know what I mean? And, and, and it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. You know, uh, do what you got to do. Elias was in the ring. To his credit, he comes across as a big star backstage, singing really everything but bell to bell. Says the Observer, he introduced Jimmy Fallon in the crowd, who got a mixed reaction. He insulted John Cena, who came out. Cena brought attention to the beach ball in the crowd, which didn't help matters since they were confiscating the ball, and fans just booed that even more. (laughs) Fans were chanting asshole as well. Regarding security taking the beach ball and Cena... Claim they were chanting Apple, I guess, for Big Apple. That's fun. Cena challenged Elias. Elias backed off and then went on the attack. Cena beat him to the punch and did the shoulder tackles and five-knuckle shuffle. He went for the attitude adjustment, but Elias used a low blow and laid Cena out with a guitar shot to the back and drift away. Man. Oh, and drift away. Uh, it feels like Elias was right on the tip of on getting the to the top level. He was on what the cusp, happened? man. What happened? What? I I don't know. And I think look, I think the I think the observer uh, has their opinion, and I I I think I disagree with it. You know, as usual. Uh, but but Elias can go in the ring. Like he's versatile, and he he's strong, and he's athletic, and he can do it all. So I don't. I really don't know what the, you know, what, what the, I, I can understand if you think you're painting him as the, okay, he's the guy that goes out there every week and acts like he's going to sing, gets cut off as a match. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I, I, I get that you can think he was kind of creatively written in, into a ceiling and I get that. Uh, and, and maybe it's a one trick pony, but I think he's better than that. And I don't know if he's gotten the opportunity to be, but, but look, he's proved how versatile he is as a talent uh, with, with the brother yep. coming back and, and totally different get like I, all that was really great stuff. And so I, I don't know. I don't look the good part about it is, Oh, that was weird. I, I had to, I, I <laughs> sat up, I sat up and, the, and, then, <laughs> and then I saw, I saw a creamy fade back to, <laughs> back yeah, to if you're watching, you had, you've just <laughs> taken the red hot. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. 
that hurt my ribs. Um, yes, that's funny. It was like, ooh. Um, but anyway, I don't know what we were talking about. Elias is the talent. Wrestling. Either way, either way, if he made it or not, at this point, big deal yeah. to be working with Cena on this 100%. show. 100%. And I don't think we've seen the talking about right now. I don't think we've seen the, the last of Elias, you know what I mean? Or the best of Elias. Like, I think the guy's got range, and I think he's got a ton of talent, and I don't think we've seen uh, the, the best yet. I think it says a lot if you're bringing Cena back to put Elias in. Yeah, Whoever's put, with him, to, yeah, yeah, that's to, a big spot. Have Elias bust a guitar over his head. You know what that's I mean? That's incredible. And, and truth be told, you want to know whose idea that was? Uh, I can't guarantee this, but I'd bet I'd bet a $10,000 right now that it was probably Cena's idea. You know what I mean? Just really? because because Elias was on the cusp of something right then, and everybody could see it. And so what? That was kind of giving him the nod. Yeah, I think so. That's just me, though. Uh, O'Neill's and Cruz versus Slater and Rhino ended in a no contest in five minutes, 37 seconds. Cruz did a long vertical suplex on Slater. I mean, the dude's got kids. Uh, The match (laughs) was just set up for the Dudleys to come out. It was notable that Bubba was Bully Ray on Ring of Honor TV tapings two nights earlier. All four guys left the ring rather than let the Dudleys attack them. But the other three guys threw Slater back in, so he was the guy to take the was up and take a 3D through a table. Then everyone involved got in the ring and raised each other's hands. People couldn't understand what that Rhino was wearing a Slater t-shirt was celebrating Slater being put through the table. <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense, dog. Uh, sometimes it's fun in games, but... D- d- does it? Does it not make sense? <laughs> Let's think about we this. We got what we wanted. Logically. Yeah, let's think about this. Like, really? It, it doesn't make sense? <laughs> I think we're past that. I think, I think let's, let's please not focus on that, Captain Obvious. Uh, backstage, Styles also got a huge reaction. He was doing an interview. He told Caruso to leave and brought in Gene Oakland to interview him. Uh, Styles first pretended to be Hulk Hogan with the cadence of the promo before becoming himself. He called Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn cammy and did a promo for his rumble match he was in a one-on-two title match and they had him do a total comedy promo first of all dog how cool is it to have aj with gene wow i mean how cool is it for aj to say i did i've never done a promo with me and gene you know what i mean i never did a promo with uh uh what was the old guy the old old uh gorilla no, no. Uh, Gordon Soli. Gordon Soli. Gordon Soli. God, where yeah. was that? Yeah, I never got to do one with him. I would love to do an interview with him. I never got to do one with uh, with uh, th- this cat either. Uh, Gene. Yeah, Mean Gene. And so, man, what what a cool moment for AJ to say, I got to cut a promo with Mean Gene. Right. And I got to be like Hogan for a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think it was... Uh, they brought up the fact that it was a total promo, a total comedy promo. Were they? Did they like that, or they hated it, or what? No, nope, he just said it was that. He didn't. Give oh, okay, opinion. okay. He well, just, that was nice. AJ was, was in it, and he was at the Tokyo Dome before, so I figured <laughs> that was twenty-seven stars. <laughs> uh, back to the Manhattan Center. Shawn Michaels and Triple H came out as DX. Michaels would start to tell a story, and Triple H would tell him he couldn't say it. Michaels made a remark about how in the days of DX he was the boss. But now Triple H is the boss of everyone. <laughs> Triple H brought up how they used to come to the ring with Ravishing Rick Rude and China. Both names got a nice but not overwhelming response. China more than Rude, since Rude really wasn't part of the heyday of the group and his bodyguard role 
was yeah. short-lived. He talked about how DX was on the first episode of Raw. Michaels did wrestle on the first episode of Raw in 1993, but DX wasn't formed until 97. Any idea why Hunter said this was just a slipped up, or do you do you think it was a something behind it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have any idea, but okay. like, I don't like Michael Shawn Michaels wrestled on there, so you could say, you know, what I mean? <laughs> say whatever you want to. Formation. <laughs> We don't know what it formed. It could have formed in '93. I don't know. Like I don't know. That's the that's the import. That's the headline. Of- over the, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're overthinking that. Uh, yeah. But while we're here, it is important to mention Rick and China in this promo, was it not? Yeah, of course it was. It was, yeah. a, it was a cool moment, and it was important to do that because that's part of the creation, right? Was they were a part of it, and so you got to give them give them their props. Here we go. All right. The Observer, they brought out Road Dog and Billy Gunn <laughs> in his first appearance with the promotion since he was fired for testing positive for testosterone in a powerlifting meet and <laughs> Sean Waltman. Then Waltman said it wouldn't be a Raw reunion and they played Scott Hall's Razor Ramon music and called him Razor Ramon, even though he's far more famous as Scott Hall. The crowd reacted big to him, of course. Dog, being in the ring with these guys again, having Billy back there, this has to be an incredible moment for you. And then the pop when Razor's music plays is big. How cool was it to have Scott there for that moment? Yeah, it was super cool. And, and like, I don't know. Who cares who he was more over as? You know what I mean? Like, they always bring up some negative stuff. It feels (laughs) like there's always something negative, a little negative jab about it. But I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe it wasn't like that. Uh, but, 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 like, I don't know, Razor Ramon, man. That's that's what made Scott Hall cool was yeah. the fact that he was Razor Ramon. It wasn't the fact that Scott Hall was cool. Like Scott becoming Scott after he was Razor made him cool. You know what I mean? Like that it 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 pretty much cemented him as a as a really cool dude with some street savvy, you know what I mean, and street cred. Um so I don't know, I thought it was cool. Uh they do a two sweet uh, they did a two-sweet with Legends of Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows coming out. This was medicine as a symbolic passing of the two-sweet sign to them for merchandising purposes. They all did it together, and then the revival came out. What was funny is the crowd was chanting, too sweet, whoop, whoop, too sweet, whoop, whoop, which is the <laughs> Ring of Honor chant, not the WWE chant. This was really a passing of the torch, dog, to Finn, Carl, and Luke, was it not? Well, I, I mean, I, I guess we didn't have that conversation. Okay. Nobody said like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do that. You know, it was just like, I, in my mind, I don't think that conversation was had. I think that's what Kevin does. That's what Scott does. That's what, you know, that's what I know Kevin wasn't out there, but that's what those guys do. That's yeah. what these guys do too. So they did it together. If you notice Billy Gunn in that last picture was not doing it. Uh, <laughs> and he, he refuses to do it and he will not go in there and do it. Um, I think I had mine up there, but I didn't put it in there. <clears throat> Look, and, and the reason for me to do that is, Billy didn't do it because it wasn't our thing. It's not our thing. I'm not doing it. Uh, okay, cool. Whatever. Uh, I would do it because look, everybody's doing it. I'll do this, but it's it wasn't our thing. And yeah. it's and it and truth be told, it wasn't anybody's but the Wolf Pack. You know what I mean? When they started doing it, and and so somebody else took it from them because it was cool and started doing it. It got over again twenty years later, and and then. 
people want to find. That's what I feel. That's what I love is people want to look so hard to find these subliminal messages that don't exist at all in the wrestling world. But it's just like, um, we didn't talk about it. They came in, they do the two sweet. He did the two sweet. Me and Billy went like, what? Uh, okay. (laughs) And that was that. that. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a passing of the torch. It wasn't a, you know, a big, this thing that you made it out of, out of your mind. Um, it just wasn't that. And, and we'll get into some more that wasn't that either here in a a minute. I'd imagine. Before we keep going, uh, it's about to get good is what I'm saying. While we're here, uh, what do you think of those guys uh, with Finn, Carl, and Luke in the club? Uh, what do you think of those guys together? Huge fan of those guys. Huge, yeah. huge fan personally. Um, loved uh, having AJ on, on the SmackDown roster. Would would have loved to have had Finn. Man, especially now Judgment Day is really firing on all cylinders. Um, would have loved to have them on the roster. But, yeah, all, all of those guys were great to work with and, and – uh, you know, we look. We, there was a moment there. We had a great time. It was. A, it was a. It was a cool moment for for all of us. I think. By the way, if you ever see Gallows and Anderson, they love mixers at hotels. They and do. If you, if you get them the old manager's party in the hotel lobby, they love mixers. Bless their heart. I'll, I'll tell you a little. I'll them. tell you a little secret about them next time you see them. Ask them if they can, uh, if they know where y'all can find a rock. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, anybody listening, just ask them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. They will laugh. Uh, this tell, led them, to tell a... them I said to tell them I said <laughs> This led to a short match with Gallows and Anderson beating the Revival in two minutes. This was set up last week when the Revival said that the guys from the '90s were the ones who made the business. A joke in their "We're wrestlers, not sports entertainers" gimmick. Mm. Gallows and Anderson used the Magic Killer and Anderson pinned Wilder. Uh, Scott Dawson then got in Hall's face and Hall threw a toothpick at him. Waltman gave Dawson the next factor. Road Dog gave him a series of punches, Whoa. and Gunn gave him the Famouser to lay him out. Wilder then got up and went after Gunn, but got super kicked by Michaels and Triple H. Laid him out with a pedigree. Hey, they, which one is Wilder? <laughs> what? Seriously, which which one is uh, is Wild, Wilder's the one with hair or the one that's bald? Uh, that that'd be the, the yeah the hair. Wilder has the hair. Okay. Wilder ha- yeah. So he, Sean kicked him. Super kicked him. Bing bang boom. Yeah. Cash Cash Wilder. Yeah. What He's happened the one next? With the uh, then they all told Ballard to go to the top rope, and Ballard delivered the coup de grace on Wilder. So this is where the real story begins, dog. <laughs> what were the revival like when everything is being put together? Was there any issues there? No, no, there weren't. Okay, like and that's just all. That's just all there is to it. Like there wasn't any issues. Like we put the stuff together. They were right there for it. They did great. It was awesome. And I guess I I got caught up in my own personal moment and didn't thank the guy or something. I don't know. I don't know what, when the story begins, hopefully you'll fill me in. Uh, That's that's how much I know of it anyway. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't, there wasn't any issues. We all felt like, okay, yeah, should we do this? Should you do that? Should you I feel like everybody got their crap in? Like that was what it was all about, right? And I'm sorry if they, 
if putting you guys in that position was problematic for y'all, they didn't, they didn't say that then, you know? Um, FDR went on Cornette's podcast about the raw 25 segment. He said, we thought we were hunters guys cause we worked so hard for so long to make NXT mean something. We believed in NXT and Hunter said Dax raw 25 came along and we had heard rumblings of what we were doing. When we found out it broke my heart. That was when Hunter and the click came out and ran through me and cash. They hit us with every one of their finishers. We came to the back and I punched a brick wall. I started flipping out. Cash grabbed me and was like, it's okay. It'll be all right. I was in tears, not because I was sad, but because I was so upset and hurt. A guy we had so much respect for, and we still do. We couldn't believe he would allow that to happen to us. On the flip side, it's not his company. He doesn't call the shots. Vince calls the shots. A lot to digest here. Cash mm-hmm. said, it wasn't the actual segment. It was the comments before and after. Obviously, we're out there to do a job for these guys and make them look good. It felt like they didn't respect us and what we were about to do. We couldn't get a handshake or a thank you. Dax then added, Xbox said thank you. Everyone else walked right past us. That really hurt us. I can't say anyone loses faith in Hunter. I'm not sure we lost faith in Hunter that day as much as we lost faith in the company. All right, here we go. Do you think these guys took things a little too seriously? 100%. Okay. They took it personally. And and and, and so I and look and I said this on the past podcast. I, I apologize for not thanking you guys. And I and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But I also mean uh from the bottom of my heart if if that if it hurts you so bad to do that that you went back and punched a wall and cried, like I just man, I just feel like you need to reevaluate what's going on in your world. Like the, the fact that you got in there and were involved in that moment, but because I didn't thank you or something like it, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm not hearing it all right and I'm not grasping it all right. Or maybe I don't understand the, the situation y'all were in. But for me, I thought it was a cool spot and a cool moment. And just because you guys are really good wrestlers doesn't mean you you can't go out there and, and, and do honors or favors or whatever you think it is for for the uh, us guys that that made it happen 25 years ago, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. I just don't understand it, and so it 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 baffles me. And and to hear to hear him say that he went back and cried after that, like holy mackerel, that is that's that's that that hurts my heart. It hurts me, uh, but not not because it hurts me because of where your head's at, dude. Like it's it's okay, man. It's phony baloney wrestling, and you're making a good living at it. And but but guess what? When you're not, nobody cares anymore. So just be a good person and do what you can do, and 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 that's where we're gonna. That's how we're gonna roll. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's I've never lived my life that way, and I and I never. I pray I never will. Like it's it's okay to be passionate and want your stuff to be good, but your stuff that night was to to bump around for us and put us over and you did great at it. And, and now 25 years later, or however, five years later, we find out that it was a big deal. And it was like, I don't know, man, I didn't see it that way. And I apologize that I'm sorry that you did. That's all. That's all I can say on it. You know, let me, let me ask you this just to kind of get more background. Yeah. Um, And 
I want to say you and Billy, but I don't want to put words in his mouth too. But yeah. how many times, what percentage do you think you went after a match in your career and thank the other guys for if you went over? I mean, is so, that, is that, so, yeah, that's all something the time? you do. 50, yeah. 50? Yeah. 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 No, no, it happens all the time. It does happen all the time. And so ha- had I, been in a match with those guys, I'd have probably said that. It was just a different scenario and a different setup, and it was all about right. us, and it was all about – and that's how it was designed. And, and and you know, that maybe that's the hurtful part is their, their feelings and their thoughts weren't included. And that's – I get that if that's the case. I, I understand that. But did you think they were going to be when you're in there with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon and Hunter Hersey? Like, you know what I mean? Like I even take me out of it, take Billy out of it, take kid out of it. Those people that were in there and, and like, Holy mackerel, man, it was, it was an honor for me to stand in the ring. They could have hit me with a super kick all day long. And I'd have laid flat as a lizard drinking, you know what I mean? And, and we could have shot the, streamers off you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know what it's so unfathomable to me that it 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 blows my mind that we're we're having this conversation and that's the truth it blows my mind that we're having the conversation about somebody's feelings being hurt after the and i realize it's a different day and age and i realize i'm an older guy and and started in an older generation uh but man it's just different i don't know if buzz sawyer would have would have said he he was got hurt by Tommy not after the blood bath the cage in 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 Atlanta, uh, you know Tommy didn't thank him so Hacksaw's oh. all mad about it like I don't know I don't it's just crazy talk to me and I and I'm sorry I, I can't I can't wrap my head around it. I think it was interesting uh, the the you know they hit us with their with their finishers and we came back and he was saying about what they were what was going to happen for them and what they were about to do. I mean, you look at them now, it's not like anybody went, Hey guys, the, the, you know, they took everybody's finisher. We, we don't believe in them anymore. No, no, they, that's they were, the, that's what I'm talking about. involved in a big segment. And they're still huge in wrestling. That's what they're I mean. The, it didn't they got a anything. bunch of tag titles and it, it didn't affect them at all. <laughs> at yeah. all. Not one iota. And that's what I want everyone, including them to realize it doesn't matter, man. It's phony baloney wrestling. If you if you think the titles around your waist make you the best wrestlers in the world, I'm done having a conversation with you because I ain't got nothing else I can say. You know what I mean? It's not it's not about that. You guys are great at what you do. You're great at it. And you and you I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like it's it's uh it is what it is. I just I don't know what else to say on the subject. Let me read one more, and then we'll get out of here. We'll yeah, move please. on to the rest of Raw 25. Dax went on Renee Young's podcast and said this. As a kid, I chose Brett over Sean. Then NXT, Sean came on board, and he was a teacher. He was a big fan of me and Cash. We got injured. Cash broke his jaw when Kenta gave him the go to sleep. Maybe two weeks later, I gave Seamus a lifter, and I tore my bicep. I went through a real bad phase then. Man, this is not going to work for us. This is a run of bad luck. We came back to TV and at Raw 25, we were booked to do the deal with Hunter and his friends where they just beat us up. I was so upset because for a lot of guys, oh, it's just a paycheck. Who cares? Not to me. There's a legacy I want to leave. That happened, and I talked to Sean. It was the first time we talked since the 
PC days. I told him this happened. I tore my bicep. I went through a really dark period and I thought I was going to quit. Thankfully, I have the greatest wife in the world. She supported me and brought me out of this funk and out of a dark place. And I'm here now and was super happy. He said, I was the same way. I was in a very dark spot and my wife, she's beautiful. She pulled all, she pulled out of this dark spot too. That's so awesome. You and your partner are way too talented to be doing what you're doing tonight and way too talented to stay at this point. Just keep your nose to the ground and keep grinding and you're going to get over. I said, oh man, Sean, thank you so much. We had this bonding moment. Then we got in front of his friends, X-Pac, Hunter, Billy, Road Dog, and Scott. As soon as we got in front of his friends, he started making fun of me and my situation and what happened with the bicep. Man, I just poured my heart out to you. And as soon as we get in front of your friends, as we're going over them, beating the shit out of us, you decide to take all that stuff and make fun about it. I never, ever forgot it. And as soon as we were done with the business of Raw, one person said, thank you. That was Sean Waltman. Everyone else was so cold to us and treated us like we were just the shit of the bottom of their shoes, except for Waltman. I'll never forget that with Sean, and I hope there's a day where we can sit down and have a conversation where I can ask him why he did that and why we uh, and we can reconcile if he wants to. If I love you, I love you. If I don't, I don't, he said. Dog, have you talked to anyone else about this since this, you know, a few weeks ago became a huge online controversy? Not one time. Do you think Not Sean would one... like to make amends with him? I don't think Sean thinks there's any amends to be made. Okay. And so, so here, here's what I want to say. People are people. P- people do what people do. The world does not revolve around you. Like it happens around you and how you perceive it and how you react to what happens around you. That's what you can control. And it seems to be that you've taken everything that happened around you extremely personal. And I don't think any of the people around you meant it in any way, shape, or form like you think they meant it and, and, how, and, and meant it how you took it. And you've taken this and you've blown it up in your head for five years now. And, and you, you've made it something when it was nothing. And it still is nothing. And you guys are still tag multiple time tag team champions of um, in America, internationally, on top of the world in tag team wrestling. Nothing happened. It's over. It's been done. It's been gone. Nobody remembers it except you. And you keep bringing it back up because it's bothering you. It bothered you. And I, I for me, honestly, for my part, I am sorry that. Anything I did has bothered you so much that we're still talking about it today. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what else to say. I don't think Sean would want to sit down and talk because I think I think it's ridiculous that he would have to do that. Like sometimes you you get around your buddy and you go look at that and you and you poke fun and you do and we're having a conversation and nobody means nothing by it. But such and such and such got his feelings hurt. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to, I, the more we talk about it, the more dumbfounded I get that that's where we're at. And, and that's where we're, that's the conversation we're at. Um, but, but here's how I feel. And this is going to, this is going to, this is the one, this is going to really make some people mad because I'm an old, decrepit, uh, bitter man. But 
He spoke like a fan and not like a wrestler. He spoke like I was a Brett guy, not a Sean guy. But then Sean was going to help me. And Sean said this, but then here Sean was mean. And then he, it was all, man, just, he, he spoke like a fan and not like one of the boys. One of the boys would have said, came up to us and said, Hey, thank y'all, man. It was, and we would have, whatever the fact, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm so dumbfounded right now. I, let's move on because I'm, I, I really am. I don't know what to say and anything I say is not going to be nice. And so I uh, don't say nothing at all. You know, that's the old saying. Let's talk about something me and you both can agree on. There is oh. no misunderstanding road dog. Jimmy's famous seafood, seafood. famous seafood. Yeah, we can agree on that. It's famous. It's 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 so good that it's famous. Uh, And when it delivers to your front door, you're gonna thank whoever got it to you. Oh, famously. Two day nationwide shipping on orders over $125, excluding steam crabs or fresh items. All you gotta do is use that promo code. D O W G. Oh, yes. Yeah. Look, everybody knows about the Maryland crab cakes. It's more crab than it is cake. That's for dang sure. Don't underestimate the soups, the chowders, the oysters, the steaks. It's delectable. I would rather sit on a cake and eat a crab than sit on a crab and eat a cake. You know what I'm saying? So go on with Jimmy's famous seafood. Plus, if you're like my wife... And you look at bread and poop your pants. Mm. They've got it for you at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Gluten-free items taking care of everybody's dietary needs. And they are One time I looked at some pooped and and, uh, then pooped a loaf of bread. (laughs) It was weird. Several packages make great gifts. The famous gift box, which includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes. Two different crab soups. Crab dip. Seafood seasoning. You can put that on anything you want. And their signature bay sauce. Oh, Dog. brother. It's, getting... It is to die for. Jimmy's Seafood. If you ain't been to Jimmy's Famous Seafood, you apparently ain't been to Baltimore because it is a it is must-see destination. Yeah. And definitely must-eat, man. The soups, the crab cakes, everything they got. The best seafood I ever had. Uh, the best seafood you ever had, too. $125 is all you got to order to get free shipping. It comes right to your front door, and it'll have several seafood meals in there for you. Jimmy's Famous Seafood, man. If you ain't down, you better get down, clown, and order some. Now using the promo code D-O-double-G. Dog, Valentine's is around the corner. Oh. I don't know about you. How great would it be if your wife got you Valentine's and you got that big old gift box? Hey, the weight of my heart is right through my fat belly. And oh. so I would love nothing better than if she had like a heart-shaped crab cake that she could, I don't know if we could do that. Maybe that's for <laughs> next year. I don't know. NFL playoffs are in full swing. Yeah. And you know Jimmy loves their football. That's why they've put together the tailgate bundle. Two pounds of wings, a full rack of barbecue ribs, and a pint of crab dip, and the crab cake mix so you can make your own at home. Plus, you can just create your own package if you want to go off. Hey, look, all we talk about on this show is packages, whether they're discreet (laughs) or whether they are filled chock-a-block-a-full of delicious seafood. Right here is where you can get it at Jimmy's, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Promo code D-O-G-G. D-O-G-G. That gets you that free two-day nationwide shipping on orders Ooh. over $125, excluding the steam crabs yeah. and fresh items. D-O-G-G. Best seafood Jimmy's you ever ate, famous, no doubt. It's, it's famous for a reason. Yep. Okay? 
It's Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Famous Seafood, Famous sea, Seafood, Famous Seafood. Eat my chowder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord. Let's get back to this night. Raw 25. Raw 25. They We've already got in- through the... Yeah. The debacle that was the uh, NWO <laughs> slash DX segment. They were back at the Barclays Center for the final segment on the show. Angle called out everyone that was backstage, from the guys playing cards to the legends to the guys who had nothing to do that night as security, <laughs> which ended up being silly, they say. Strowman and Kane came out, and there was a wall dividing them. Paul Heyman came out to do a big pop to cut a promo and introduce Brock Lesnar. Nothing was said about the angle a few weeks ago where Strowman tried to kill both of them. <laughs> Lesnar ran to the ring. Everyone that was supposed to keep order just jumped out of the ring. <laughs> Lesnar knocked Strowman out of the ring, gave Kane an F5. Kane never saw up. Uh, Strowman came back and clotheslined Lesnar over the top rope, threw him into the barricade, and power slammed him through the announcer's table. Whoa. And the show went off the air. Dog. How tough is it to keep booking Brock with these big dudes and not have him just murder him? Yeah. Well, it's tough. You got to prop him up at the beginning, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you see, you, what I love is when you see some of the stuff where you see like a, a, an accidental knee to Brock's face, and then you see Brock just stand up and throw like a shoot punch right, <laughs> right at these guys. It's just like, hey, man, don't get too rough with him in there. You know what I mean? Play by the rules and you won't get yeah. beat up. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, look, you got to prop the guy up, right? You got to prop the, the, uh, and we're seeing it now with, uh, with Bobby Lashley working with, you know what I mean? You make him the monster and and then it's believable. Like this guy might beat him, you know? And so you got to keep doing what you can do to try to prop up those guys because he is, he's Brock Lesnar, you know what I mean? And so what are you going to do, uh, when, uh, Brock Lesnar runs wild on you? (laughs) I knew you were. (laughs) When Raw went off the air, Ric Flair came out and started talking about his friends in DX and how yeah. X-Pac once hit him so hard in a match that he still remembers it. <laughs> Flair said that he spent 11 days like Jerry Lawler had spent 20 minutes basically being dead and how both of them had come back from death. He said he's learned to cherish every moment in life and said how <laughs> DX and the club were the real heroes of wrestling. The Miz, who had won the I, I, I wonder. I wonder if the bald one is still mad at Flair for saying that. <laughs> Stop it. The bald one. Uh, uh, I meant like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, of course. Bang, bang. Uh, the Miz, who had won the IC title <laughs> from Reigns in Brooklyn, came out and said while some members of DX uh, had held the IC title. These are also members- available. <laughs> That other members never had, and nobody from the club ever was a champion of anything. Seth Rollins, who had done an angle earlier in Brooklyn, came out. Rollins laid out Miz with the blackout curb stomp. Are you out there for this? What do you think of the flair saying all this, dog? Well, well, it was weird, uh, but we knew it wasn't on the air. So it was like, okay. It was was just flair being flair. I was going to say, you give him the hot mic, you got to let him go. He came out there. Thank God we were off the air, and he had a good time, and we did too. And I think the people there did too. You know what I mean? It was a moment where we we were in the ring making a, you know, having a blast and kind of. I don't know. I, I, it just makes me <laughs> it makes me more flustered to think about the other perspective of it that, that the guy saw. You know what I mean? Because we we were all in there just having a good time, and and uh, I guess it wasn't that way for everybody. So that's sad. It makes me sad. 
we've touched on it before. Um, definitely think he's underrated right now already, but how good is Miz as a heel? Oh, man. man. Look, Miz is, Miz is my guy, and, and Mike knows it. Uh, when I was the lead writer of SmackDown, I loved having Miz. Not everybody's a fan of how he wrestles or his work, but, man, I'm a fan of Miz, the sports entertainer, because he can handle anything, a whole segment. He could go out there and host your show. He could go out there and, and, and do commentary the whole show. If you, He can do anything when it comes to our industry, um, except for what the hardcore fans think is have a five-star match. Um, but, but he can do anything in our business, and he's made a great living doing it uh, and is continuing to do so on his uh on his you know his reality show but look i can't sing mike's praises enough and he's a huge uh addition to the company and that that's that's just the truth like he's a he's a uh model wwe employee sports entertainer like he doesn't do drugs he doesn't drink and get you know he doesn't get stupid he doesn't you know he's a he's a father he's a husband he's a responsible human being he's a good looking guy he can he can do anything in our industry he's a yeah he's a he's a pillar to me and a first ballot hall of famer and i'm not i mean not no way am i kidding Triple H came out to end the show, thanking all the fans for making the 25th anniversary show so special. It was notable that the live crowd at the Manhattan Center was furious when they weren't on camera with chants of, we want refunds and we want Austin. <laughs> but whenever they were on air, it was a different story and they went crazy for the two sweets and the suck it chants. Dog, what do you remember about that crowd? Is that how you remember? I, yeah, they look. They were playing too. They were playing okay. too. But what they didn't do was try to hijack. You know what I mean? They played. The, they played the game and played the part. And and yeah. I, and I appreciate it. Um, and that's why I think they got their money's worth. You know what I mean? They got to come and kind of be a part of that show. And and look, it's fine to do that sometimes, but. It's you know I, I I can see why people would think it was disrespectful if they're in the ring and are trying to do do their do their business and the fans take it upon themselves to 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 do some business you know what I mean so but I think they got what they came for that evening and and we had all had a good time so no blood no foul we've kind of touched on this uh, previously you've have before uh, fans of Asket and other things but since DX keeps coming back. If you could have one more match with the whole faction, you, Hunter, Sean, Billy, oh. Cock, against one stable in the last 10 years, whatever way you mix and match it, who do you think it would be? Bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> who do you think it would be and why would it be the bloodline? I mean, think about the dynamic in the teams, the, the Usos, the Sami Zayn, the Solo Sokoa, the, the Roman. The, you know what I mean? Like, holy mackerel. And, and you tag you tag Roman in and here comes Hunter in or who, you know what I mean? And here comes, and there's a face-off and there's, you know, I don't know. It's just, holy crap, it would be awesome. And, uh, and of course, you would want to wrestle with the hottest people right now. Uh, before we get to fan questions, let's toss it to one of our hottest friends, Mr. Conrad Thompson. Oh. He's going to tell everybody that listens, oh, you didn't know how you could save a little money with SaveWithConrad.com. So I had gone to the StarCast 5 show in Nashville, which was fantastic. Kudos to everybody involved with that. And they had a booth. And um, it's like any cheap guy. I'm just like, free stuff. Let me go try to win that stuff. Um, so entered some drawings, put down my info. And I got a call from uh, Stephen a couple of weeks later with First Family Mortgage. And we have been in the market for a refi a little bit. We were looking to extend our HELOC. And um, I, he hit me at a perfect time. So I said, hey, man, go nuts. Let's see what we can f- figure out. And within, I'd say, 30, 45 minutes tops, he had a pretty great offer. So I was able to 
get transferred to uh, Diane, who was also great, and just kind of get a little bit more info. Tabled it for about a week or so, went through some things on my end, and they, everyone came back to me, so that's that's a great deal. You got to go with it, and we did. Now the rest is history. It's like only, I mean, shoot, 30 to 45 days max the whole process. It was great. About $1,100 of cash flow was freed up because of the, the refi. So $1,100 a month back in our pocket. It was fantastic. Like I, I recommend them because the, they make you feel like you're a human being. They want what's best for you. And it's, again, a simple process. And in, in and out of the whole process within, again, 30 to, 30 to 45 days. And I got my wire for cash back to pay off my credit cards. And just no BS. That's, that's what I did. I just made a payment yesterday on my second largest credit card. And it's just like... Oh crap, we did it. And this was only maybe two months ago, too much and change before the whole thing started, before I probably even, you know, so can't recommend them enough. All right, dog, let's get to these fans' questions. Outlaw Corey James. Oh, us. Outlaw Corey James is a regular. Yeah, we love it. Outlaw yeah. CLM on Twitter. He said, at this time, could a match between the New Age Outlaws and Gallows and Anderson have been possible? Would that have been possible back then? So, I don't think so. And the only reason I say that is because I was in horrible shape. Um, but, I, like, look, <laughs> Billy could have wrestled both of them on his own. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it would have been possible. It wouldn't have been any good, but it would have been, it would have been possible. Uh, but but I might have been got good. to the bell. It might have been good around me. Well, I mean, what? Meltzer wouldn't have liked it? What's new? Yeah. I mean, who cares? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he wouldn't have. He, he would, Me or him both wouldn't have. <laughs> he also, uh, outlaw Corey James, when he tweeted us at You Didn't Know Pod, he said, does Finn Balor have a Fergal McDivitt shirt yet? I've been thinking about it oh, since man. it got brought up episodes ago. We got to get him one. Dude, I'm going to. Oh, we got to get it to me. What size does he wear? Schmedium? A schmedium, I'm sure. Just yeah. get it to me. It don't even matter what size it is. I'm going to get a picture with him wearing it. <laughs> okay, we yeah, got to so, make this happen. Yeah, I'm going to make it happen. I just need the shirt. All right. Give it, <laughs> just tell us your address right now. Around yeah, schmedium. Okay, my phone number is 644. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I'm falling. Oh, God. Okay. I need a new chair. I broke this one. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. It was chaos. There was there was panic in your eyes momentarily, <laughs> and no, that's I the fun- backwards. <laughs> that's the I funny I part. A spine buster on my own floor. Uh, M M Oh Lord! He tweets us at you didn't know pod at Brian Artie James at the Casio Kid. Is it true? Jr. fell asleep at the site UMDX <laughs> did your segment. There was a report which must have been done by Meltzer. That stated he fell asleep. If it wasn't done by Meltzer, then Jimmy Jillikers sounds like something he would say. Jiminy Jillikers. Jumping Jiminy Jillikers. Do you remember JR falling asleep? I do. Oh, no! (laughs) I do. But in his defense, they were out. There was a lot of downtime in that smaller venue. And so you can't, you can't, you know, I'm sure he traveled all day. So there, you sure. can't really fault him. He was kind of just sitting there. You know what I mean? It's, but I guess this wasn't a good look. There was some pictures. There was some pictures taken. Uh, Yambag Jones hit us up on adfreeshows.com. WBJ. Who was the one rumored to be brought in for the show that couldn't be there for some reason? 
How about May Young's hand baby or the gobbledygooker <laughs> not around? <laughs> hey, the hand baby uh, is always funny because uh, the guy who was the hand baby is Michael Kirschenbaum, and he's he was on the writing team. I, I think he's. I don't think I know he's still on the writing team, but uh, but like so he was the guy. So we we say like, hey, there's this is the hand. Then when you he's still known as the <laughs> hand baby, up, he grew up to be uh, on the writing team. Uh, <laughs> he grew it's, up. That hand is writing some of the best oh, segments Lord. out there right now. Uh, the it Big is. Bad Boo Bear is up. Quadruple B. I think that was Fergal McDivitt's first tag team it partner. It was his first tag team partner. Yeah. Big Bad Boo Bear? Big Bad uh, Boo Bear. They worked in Germany. He hit us up on AFS. He says, longtime fan. I love your show and grew up on you and DX. I don't know. If you have any idea and it doesn't really correlate with Raw's 25th anniversary. However... <laughs> I just wanted you to know if you had any idea why we never seen Rock versus HBK. I don't know if you have any idea, but I thought I'd ask. I have they never worked together? Is that a fact? That's pretty crazy if they have. That haven't. is crazy I mean, I if that's remember. a fact. Like I don't remember them working together either, but it, it was probably totally just uh it didn't happen. Just didn't happen. No you know what I mean? Because that was, like that. I don't think so at all. I think that was the time when Rock was really rising, was Sean was injured. And so I think it was just so happened that the, their paths didn't cross. Um, but man, I don't even know if that's true. That's incredible if, if it is, because what, what a match they could have had. All right, dog. Uh, fun one. Fun, fun topic today. Very Next fun. week, we're going to continue a look back at five years ago with the Royal Rumble from 2018 oh. from Philadelphia. We'll have, dog. you're going to discuss the men's Royal Rumble won by yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. The first time the women's Royal Rumble happened. And yes. in the main event, Ronda Rousey's surprise debut. Oh, Lord. A lot, lot went on. A lot, a we lot made history. We made history and then some. Brock Lesnar defends his WWE Universal title against Kane and Braun Strowman. And what happens when Braun gets a little stiff with Brock? The <laughs> Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan story, which we've touched on. Yes. You talked about yes. the Game of Thrones Good there. Stuff. There, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn continues. Bobby Roode winning the vacant U.S. title. And the Usos defend the SmackDown Tag Team titles against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin in wow. a two out of three falls match, plus more. Lot to digest. Lots that's going to gonna digest. be a fun one. But hey, that is going to be a fun one because that's some good stuff right there, dog. By the way, this is going to be fun, dog. I don't know. Let's run it past you. Last month, yeah. over on adfreeshows.com, Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick sat down live together for the very first time. To discuss what really happened in one of the most infamous main events in history, Starcade 97. You oh. can catch that. It's called The Fast Count on yeah. Demand anytime over on adfreeshows.com. You know what? You're, you're boys with Nick Patrick. We should I'm have him on the Nick show Patrick. and have some fun with him. We, we should. We should. I don't have anything that was like historic, but like we've been to jail a couple times together. So <laughs> I think there's, I think there's history in our minds anyway. Let's book it. And also this month, Afri Shows is bringing you another premium watch-along event as we celebrate the 35th anniversary of the very first Royal Rumble. Wow. And we're watching it live 
with the winner of that historic match, Hacksaw Jim Hacksaw. Duggan. Oh my God, I love I love Jim Duggan, man. If you if you haven't had the opportunity just to to experience him. Because it is an experience, like, and it's it's one that's really cool. You know what I mean? Um, and to watch this mat back with him, uh, heck, you might have me on there too. That's only uh, available because that's good. That's a good time right there. That's going down January twenty fourth, nine p.m. Eastern, over at adfreeshows.com. We say it before, we'll say it again. Another plug to our friend Eric Bischoff and Guy yep. Evans with the new Grateful book. Grateful. Amazon or at bischoffbook.com. And before you leave here, wherever you're consuming this podcast, please like and subscribe. Leave a five-star rating on all platforms. Go to our merch site, bagofjohnsons.com. <laughs> it's fresh. It's hot. Everything is there. That's not the name of it, is it? Yeah. Well, you go to boxofgimmicks.com. Box of gimmicks or bag or of Johnson's bag of will get you wherever either. you want to go. We go both ways. Please follow us on Twitter. He's at Brian R.D. James. I'm at the Cassio Kid. The show, of course, at You Didn't Know Pod. Interact with us. Let us know what you think about this Please. episode. Let us know what you want to see. Any guest ideas, any topic ideas. Please get in touch with us over at You Didn't Know Pod on Twitter. Plus, if you're on YouTube, we appreciate you watching this with us, looking at our handsome faces. Yeah, hey, well, it's going to be better when we get that beard trimmer in there, yeah, that beard, beard stuff going. Uh, like, subscribe, and if you are watching you haven't done so yet on YouTube, turn on the notifications so you don't miss anything, including our YouTube exclusives, exclusives. that we drop randomly at youtube.com slash D-O-G-G. Yes, there you is. go. Appreciate yes, you, dog. Another good one in the book. It's going to be fun to dive into that Rumble I appreciate you too, Cassio, and yeah, it is going to be fun. And listen, if I don't see you before it rains, uh, pee on you. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm trying to picture a lizard laying down drinking water. That's all hey, I took from this. Flat one out. That's Thank some you. old Steve Irwin stuff. You were too young to take that. <laughs> Steve Irwin reference. I didn't yeah. know we were getting in. Yeah. Also. Thank you to our dirt bags. Uh, the oh Don, yeah, the D'Angelo brothers, uh, Sabato, the Derek Sabato, the Skank they twins, are the Skanks. Uh, thank you for all your help for what you do. We yeah. appreciate you uh, and all you dog for you. For me, if you didn't like this episode, we tried yeah, our best. Yeah, I got best. two words for you. Suck it. <laughs>